Listen, I believe in prophecies, but I have never been bamboozled by a prophecy. Never, never in my life. Never. I have received wild prophecies. Brother Isu, we need to pray for you here now. I say me. Me, myself. I'm not a prayer topic. I am an answer to prayer. Come on, clap and scream like your voice is yours. I am not a prayer topic. I am an answer to prayer. My mother prayed, God called me. The pastor prayed, God called me. Believers prayed, God called me. Jesus interceded before God the Father and said, Lord, call somebody. And God called me. I am an answer to prayer. I am not a prayer topic. Listen. You don't need many of the things you are looking for. You don't need healing. You are already walking in divine health. You don't need prosperity. You have already prospered. You don't need another doctrine because the Holy Ghost is your teacher. If I were you, I'd be clapping and screaming. I remember, I remember one day I was going through some challenges and um, a friend of mine who is a white man said, is what? That's the way he calls me, is what? You know, dog, and then he says, sometimes he say dog, he said dog, you really need a counselor at this point because what you've been through that was the time when we lost our children, to be, to be specific. He said, what has happened to you? You need some counselors and psychologists. And many of the people I know in America, when they go through what you went through, they go through a divorce. They lose their wife and their husbands. Their families break down and they lose their ministry. So, so Doc, is what? You need a counselor. You need a psychologist. And I told him, I said, thank you, man of God. Thank you very much. But you see, I don't need one because the counselor, the comforter, the Holy Ghost, he lives on my inside. So I don't need another one. Listen to me. You don't need another thing. You don't, you don't need some counselor. You don't need some comfort. You have the comforter living in you. Come and clap your hands and scream it like your voice is yours. Oh, Thank you. Can I, can I, can I, can I? So you don't need that thing you are looking for. Because in the days of Job, there were a lot of false doctrines and teachings. And people kept thinking they needed something extra. So John said, man, you don't need anything extra. You don't need some extraordinary thing to bamboozle you. Because you have the anointing abiding in you. And you have no need that any man teach. And what is this? He didn't say prophesy. He said teach. 
Because even teaching, sometimes you don't need all the teachings you think you need. You already know. Because the one who knows everything lives on your inside. Come on, can I hear you shout an amen? Now, if if you want to constantly, constantly walk in the anointing constantly, you cannot be depending on the without anointing. What you need to measure in is the within anointing. The within anointing. Everybody say the within anointing. Yeah. That is the anointing. You are walking about and you know you are anointed. Not because you can feel it. No, but you know. And the within anointing doesn't make you fall under the power. No, you just have wisdom and you don't know where it's coming from. Then you have an inspiration. Get up and go here. And you get up and go home. You feel a leading. You want to take the taxi. And he said, no, don't take the taxi. Take the trotter. These things, you hear a voice behind you. And he's telling you, go this way, go that way. And you do it. I pray that the candle of the Lord, the spirit of the man, is the candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts of the belly. The Bible said we have this witness. And the witness is that the Holy Ghost bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. May you receive the operational capacity of the wisdom of the Holy Ghost on your inside, the direction of the Holy Ghost on your inside, as you are shouting, something is happening to you. As you are shouting, the power of God is coming upon you. Come on, scream that your voice is yours and bless Jehovah. Within, within, that anointing. And that is why mommy will tell you I don't normally always feel like preaching before I go and preach. Like this morning I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. This morning by the time my eyes opened my body was tired. My body was weak. Yesterday when I came to speak to you in the night if you were very observant you would realize I was not myself. Because my body was in tatters. I got up this morning the same way. I didn't feel anything. And then I turned my head. And I just went. By you my beloved. Building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. There is no way you pray the Holy Ghost without being charged. There is no way you pray the Holy Ghost without supernatural energy coming into you. And as somebody speaking in tongues right now, you are getting to the frequency where I was in the morning. Come on, scream like your voice is yours and praise you. I started Then After praying for a short while I went into the bathroom And my wife was also I was dealing with the heater She was dealing with the Canaanites So I told her Now you join me Let's combine them And let's finish them off And go so she came and joined me and both of us they created I didn't feel anointed but by the time we finished speaking in tongues ah I had the within anointing so I didn't feel anointed but I was praying 
and while we were praying the without anointing was coming upon me sometimes if you don't feel anointed shout anyway you don't feel anointed scream anyway you don't feel anointed pray anyway and with the within anointing very soon you will generate the without anointing come on scream like a voice is yours feel something before you shout. God said on the seventh day go around the walls of Jericho seven times. And when you go the seventh time whether you feel it or not whether you like it or not whether somebody is dead or not whether somebody has eaten or not shout and the walls will come down. Come on scream You don't. You feel that without anointing, but concerning the within anointing, you know. So today I'm talking to somebody. You are the most anointed person on earth. Whether you feel it or not, you are the most anointed person in your family. Whether you feel it or not, you are the most anointed person in Ghana. Whether you like it or not, you are the most anointed man, you are the most anointed woman in Africa. Let me hear the most anointed man, let me hear the most anointed woman, let me hear you scream like you are anointed. So, if you want to constantly walk in the anointing. And your head should not lack ointment. Listen, sometimes eh, you can even feel you have not applied pomade to your hair. But your skin itself has a way of carrying its own oil or fat. I'm telling you, if they cut your hair and cut your skin of your hair, there are layers of fat. That is why some of you, when we touch your head during anointing service, your head is like a cushion. Ha! I have laid hands on some people's head and I thought I laid hands on a pillow. Some to you lay hands on them and it's like you've laid hands on terrazzo. But whether terrazzo or cushion, your head has oil. If you don't even put pomade on your hair, your hair has oil. I come to tell somebody today, you feel that this is your lowest moment in life. You feel this is your driest moment in life. But I tell you, you are anointed. I tell you, you are anointed. I tell you, you are anointed. I declare you are anointed. You are anointed. You are anointed. Come on, shout yes. Anointed. Is within and without, but you cannot be constantly anointed if you depend on the without anointing because the without anointing is built on feeling. But the within, sometimes you can be discouraged and you are still anointed. Look at Elijah, Elijah was discouraged, he told God, I want to die, I'm fed up, I'm finished. God said, Elijah, 
Eli Eli I have another assignment for you You have carried the anointing all your life But now I want you to be a distributor of the anointing He said Elijah All your life You carried an anointing But now I want you to get up and return I want you to anoint Hazel As the king of Syria And I want you to anoint Jehu As the king of Israel And I want you to anoint Elisha To take over from you Now before the man's discouragement He had never anointed anybody when he was anointed, he was discouraged. God said, now I'm giving you an international ministry. Your ministry has never gone to Syria. But now, you are crossing the borders and your anointing is going to hit Syria. I came to tell somebody right now, who thinks things are bad in Ghana, things are bad in Africa, things are bad for you. This is your most anointed moment. It is your most anointed hour. It is your most anointed season. If I were you, I'll scream like I believe it. Come on, shout it. And he said, you have never, you dealt with kings, but you've never and stood or enthroned kings before. But now, I want you to determine who will be the king. Jehu, Hazel, and fill up the prophetic office, Elisha. But this was the lowest moment of the person's life. Lowest moment. The man did not feel anointed. He wanted to die. God said, no, this is your best time. I remember in July, I was with Archbishop Duncan Williams in America. We were ministering. My body was tired. My body was tired. He watched me minister two times. He called me on the phone. Eastwood, this is your best time in life. He said, he said, he said, what energy, what capacity. He said, I watch you and I think this is your best time in life. He was telling me, but boy, didn't I know it? I knew it because anytime I laid there and something inside me wanted to give way, another thing said, you wait. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. If they walk, they shall not faint. Today, I'm talking to a mountain eagle. I'm talking to a strong eagle. I'm talking about somebody now. Your life is about to change. You are getting to another level. You will never be the same. And if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mother body by the spirit that dwells in you. I see you with more anointed than you've ever been anointed. Come on, scream. By on that verse you have no need that any man teach you but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and it's truth and it's no lie and even as it has taught you you shall abide in him is the within anointing the within anointing so if you want to constantly walk in the anointing you must know the within and without Ecclesiastes 9 8 
Let thy head lack no ointment. And people, if you also want to remain constantly anointed, if you want to constantly walk in the anointing, I told you, number one, you must be holy. Constantly holy, then you'll be constantly anointed. Number two, constantly depending on the within anointing instead of the without anointing. Number three, if you want to constantly walk in the anointing, you must stop differentiating between the spiritual and the secular. You see, one of the biggest problems about many people when it comes to the anointing is that they are differentiated between spiritual things and secular things. But when you read Ecclesiastes 9, mm-hmm, verse 8, let thy head like no ointment, and this holiness and this anointing are applied in the theater or in the stadia or on the plain turf of verse 9, verse 10, and verse 11. Verse 9, live joyfully with the wife of thy youth whom thou lovest. All the days of the life of thy vanity, which he has given you under the sun, and all the days of thy vanity, for this is thy portion in this life, and in thy labor without take us under the sun. So the oil that is on your head, use it to live joyfully with the wife whom you love. I was in the bathroom today, and I'm thinking, what is the use of the anointing on my life? And then I remembered that I spend more time with Rosemont than I spend with our church. So I realized that I need the anointing more when I'm dealing with Rosemont than when I'm dealing with the church. Because how many hours do I spend with the church? But this woman, I'm in the bathroom and I'm thinking, we sleep in the same bed for 30 years. So if I need a place for the oil on my head to work, it is to live joyfully because in your case even if I don't live joyfully with you and I don't like you after three hours I'll go home but we tell when I finish now she will follow me I will follow her so you know what the number one church you have in this world is your wife your wife is your number one church the number one target of your anointing should be your wife now listen to me listen to me no matter how much you think you are anointed if it's not working on your wife it is a bankrupt anointing if you are a pastor and your wife does not listen to your messages you have never heard your wife playing your tape you are not a preacher you are a comedian come on scream like I'm talking to you If you are preaching and you see your wife is sleeping, close the service, go home, find some barbecue, and start selling. Brothers, 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 yeah, I'm anointed, and my wife is making the ministry difficult. Live joyfully. 
he didn't say live wait he said live joyfully so if you are with your wife and you are just enduring hair you don't have oil on your head i pray that your anointing will touch your wife and touch your husband and touch your children and touch your family before you carry that anointing out come on scream like your voice is yours and praise because you see we are fed up with the anointing destroying marriages and families in the name of the anointing your family is broken down in the name of the anointing your parents are languishing in suffering and in pain and you can't do anything about it in the name of the anointing your husband has become a madman you say you are anointed forget it listen if you want to be constantly anointed you know it in the bedroom you know it in the bathroom you know it in the kitchen you know it in the garden if you are truly anointed when you hold your wife it will be more joyful than laying hands on people it is better to use your anointed to embrace your wife than to lay hands on 10,000 people am I talking to somebody at all come on if you can scream that is your anointed if you can scream that is your portion come on shout Now, watch this. If I spend 24 hours with this woman, even when I'm asleep, she's lying by me. If the anointing does not work in that relationship with her, then my anointing is an idle anointing because for many hours, the anointing will not be engaged in anything. How many hours do I preach to you? But I'm always talking to her. So if your head will not lack ointment, you must learn for that oil to be applied to living joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of the life of your vanity. I, I read that word, life of thy vanity. Even the ministry is vanity. Even the ministry is vanity. Because one day, some will carry the ministry portfolio and stand before him and say, Lord, I preach in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I raise the dead in your name. I prophesy in your name. He will look at them and say, vanity upon vanity. I never knew you. You worker of iniquity. Depart from me. So you know what? Casting out devils can be vanity. Prophesying can be vanity. Preaching can be vanity. It depends on the judgment God slaps on what you are doing today. I told I tell mommy every day. I tell her. I tell every day. I say, Pearl, you know. I'm preaching about judgment, but because I'm not the judge. I preach about judgment, but I'm not the judge. I tell her, I'm very careful. Because what I think doesn't matter, may matter to him. And it will matter when it is too late. After all this work, I do. I may stand in heaven. And my only crime is that you should have been staying in Bogatanga. Instead of moving to go and live in Accra. So you know what? 
I'm very afraid to take a decision to leave that place. People say, why are you still there? I'm afraid. I fear. One day I told my papa, Archbishop, I said, Papa, hey, when I'm over 70 years, I don't know what will happen to me. Because right now people need me because they are calling me to come and preach. But when I'm 70 plus and they don't need me so much and my body cannot move so much, I don't know how am I going to eat? How am I going to clothe myself? How am I going to stay in a house? What is going to happen to me? Nobody's going to be coming there. You know what my papa told me? He said, Israel, who D70, I'm be you every year. Because you see, the man could immediately see the danger of 70 plus. So why are you not living? I'm afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, there should be things you should be afraid of. You fear that wife of yours husband that's fine it's okay to sneeze on it than to sneeze on the day of judgment because on that day of judgment something will happen which is more than sneezing there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth yeah 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 yeah